This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the Solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity, the 27th of May. Imagine having to explain the complexities of the most intricate scientific reality to a mere infant. Well, this is something like what we priests attempt every year on the Feast of the Blessed Trinity, which is why it's often referred to as the preacher's nightmare. But it shouldn't be like that because really every Sunday is Trinity Sunday and it gives us the opportunity to say something coherent about God. We know something about him and how he is three persons in one because of what Jesus has told us. The peculiar thing is that on the one hand the Trinity is the most obtuse and extraordinary of all the Christian doctrines and the most ordinary. Simultaneously it's the most inexplicable of the doctrines and the most obvious. I mean that on the one hand there's a highly developed technical language which we learned through an entire course in the seminary with all the complex theological language used. The finest minds in the church from St Augustine to St Thomas Aquinas to Blessed John Henry Newman have wrestled with the mystery of this great dogma. But on the other hand the most ordinary Catholic simply and regularly invokes the Trinity every time we cross ourselves commencing prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. How many times do we do that? Every time we pray formally we do, and I imagine any time we pray informally we do. What we're doing is putting ourselves within the dynamic of the Trinity. Moreover, every single baptised person, Catholic or non-Catholic, anyone baptised, has been baptised in the name of those same three divine persons. They've been sealed by the Trinity and brought into the life of the Trinity. So in one sense, it's a very abstract concept that only a few theologians have been able to express. But on the other hand, it's the most ordinary sign of the Christian life. The Trinity, Jesus tells us, is the union of the Father and the Son. And the love that goes back and forth between them is the Holy Spirit. If you ever get to look at the Roman Missal, which is used on the altar at Mass, traditionally the page beside the start of the first Eucharistic prayer, or the Roman canon, is a depiction of the crucifixion. The reason for this is that originally when Missals were written by hand and illuminated or illustrated by monks with scenes from the life of our Lord in the Gospel, the opening words of the canon in Latin are Te Ichido Clementissimi Pater, therefore most loving father. With the passing of time and increased embellishments, the letter T became transformed into a cross. And it's still a good reminder to you as you turn the page of what it is you're about to do. The image on the front of the newsletter this week is an example of what I'm describing. It shows a priest standing at the altar, raising the chalice, and above there is God the Father supporting the arms of Jesus on the cross as he offers himself in sacrifice for us and above going forth from them is the dove the symbol of God the Holy Spirit Jesus Christ priest and victim offers himself to the Father in and through the power of the Holy Spirit that is a good visual of the life of God his intimate family life the lover and the beloved and the love that exists between the two of them and this is an image of what is happening in the Mass. The celebration next weekend of Corpus Christi is the great expression 
of God's self-outpouring, as it gives us the opportunity to profess our faith quite openly and publicly in the mystery of God present truly in the Blessed Sacrament. Our acts of praise and adoration given to Jesus on Corpus Christi, especially in the Eucharistic procession, can perhaps make up for the incredulity, cynicism and rejection of our world. We say in this feast each year that there is something greater than us, something greater than materialism, something greater than the world, and which can be loved simply for the sake of loving. There is no greater recklessness for the Christian than to love Jesus in the Eucharist simply for his own sake. Corpus Christi allows us to do this, to step back from ourselves and to love God because he is God and has made that love concrete by remaining with us under the form of the Eucharist. Finally, a thought about Mary for this end of the month of May. Because many ask, why do Catholics honour Mary so much? Well, when Jesus had given us everything on the cross, he looked down and saw one last gift, his mum. He told his beloved disciple, behold your mother. And he told his mother, behold your son. Jesus gave us his mother. God hasn't just saved us as individuals, but as a family. And the most highly honoured human being in the family of the church isn't some super apostle or great prophet or warrior king. It's a mum who lived the hidden heroism that mums so often live. At a moment when we've just seen another nation in Europe say no to life, she said yes, saying yes to life at the Annunciation when she knew it risked her own life and reputation. Yes to life when it required getting up throughout the night to nurse him. Yes to life when it meant standing by him at the foot of the cross. And yes to life when she received him again in the Eucharist. She was mostly unnoticed in life by everybody but God. And now she's called Ark of the New Covenant, Star of the Sea, Terror of Demons, Help of Christians, Queen of Heaven and Earth. But the most honoured title she has is Mother, Mother of God and our Mother. Mums, grandmas, religious sisters, who live out your own vocation to motherhood in your own amazing way, that's a glimpse of the glory that God has in store for you. So why do we honour Mary so much? Because she's our mum. And no matter how hard we try, we can't possibly honour her as much as her son did. Let us pray. God our Father, who by sending into the world the word of truth and the spirit of sanctification, made known to the human race your wondrous mystery, grant us, we pray, that in professing the true faith, we may acknowledge the trinity of eternal glory and adore your unity, powerful in majesty. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen.